What is up, Sloth Uni? The first round of the NFL draft has finally come. And for those of you who had first round picks, I hope your team drafted who you wanted, which for a lot of fans rarely happens. I know my team walked away with the best pick in the draft because, I mean, you can't get any better than Tyreek Hill. But sadly, this episode isn't about the Dolphins as we didn't get to pick this first round. But I will say we are the winner of the round because that run on receiver was crazy and we would have been left high and dry. But this episode will contain my biggest winners and losers of the first round, if you couldn't already tell from the title. There were lots of surprises and we finally got to see the direction that many of these teams wanted to go in. And I know people are expecting Malik Willis to go in the first round and early, but I wasn't really surprised that Kenny Pickett was the first and only round one QB. He was the only QB I saw from film, maybe Sam Howell, that I would have used the first round pick on. I'm more surprised Nicobe Dean and Andrew Booth both weren't taken in the first. Some team is going to swipe them up in the second round and look like geniuses. But we're getting a little ahead off track and ahead of ourselves. But let's get into these winners. Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals just lost Christian Kirk and replaced him with Hollywood Brown. With the receiving core of DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, A.J. Green, and Rondell Moore, he has a clear path to MVP if he can stay healthy. When he's been on the field, he's bald and people are making too big a deal out of his playoff breakdown. We've just recently seen Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen have stinky playoff games and come back the next season on fire. I'm expecting something similar with Kyler. and He has all the ability and talent to become a top three QB in the league. He just has to stay healthy. The Cardinals did an amazing job trading for Hollywood Brown. I would take him over most every wide receiver in this draft. Moving on to the next one. Drake London is walking into near receiver heaven. He went to a team where he can get hyper-targeted and walk in right away and be the guy. Kyle Pitts was the top weapon there, but when Calvin Ridley was on the field, he was a two. Not saying the situation is the greatest because the QB situation is not the greatest, but Mariota has shown that he can get guys the ball efficiently, and London can very well lead the rookies in catches and targets this season. Traylon Burks is stepping into A.J. Brown's role. Can he be as productive as A.J. Brown has been? The Titans sure think so as they essentially cast Brown aside like some scrap metal for a rookie. And this is my early vote for Offensive Rookie of the Year because the Titans clearly have big plans for him and will be getting him the ball and involved early and often. I expect London to be the first... I expected him to be the first receiver taken off the board, but... My favorite at the position is Burks, and which you can see in my man crush list on Twitter if you haven't already checked it out. But I don't think the Titans would have traded Brown if they didn't expect to feed Burks the same, if not more, than what Brown was getting. And while Tannehill had a down year this previous season, I think his past two seasons with the team were spectacular, and he has shown many times throughout his career that he can and will force feed his top option. Jalen Hurts on the flip side of this trade just got a receiver who has the ability to finish in the top 12 and is an excellent compliment to Devontae Smith. This will likely be a prove a year for him and I think he'll step up to the challenge. He has things he has to improve on for sure but I see the potential there. Maybe getting AJ Brown will help in his possession as a QB but this offense can be extremely high powered if he takes that next step. The New York Football Jets sadly had an excellent first round, and walked away with three potential starters. Sauce Gardner, 
Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson were all home run picks. And I said on Twitter that the AFC East will become a top three division. And it looks like the Jets are working overtime to make me look right. But the Jets easily won the first round, in my opinion, and have an A-plus so far with six rounds left to go. Tom Brady left the division, and the rest of these teams have started their healing prospect process and can finally prosper. Jared Goff in the Detroit Lions had a night on Thursday. To my surprise, the Lions didn't draft a QB in the first round, and while they still could address the position in the second, it looks like they're going all in with Goff. And he's had success in the league before, and giving him his credit, he made it to the Super Bowl. The Lions' record last year was worse than what they actually were as a team, I feel like. And they lost a lot of close games last year that could have gone the other way. Building up quite the offense and defense, they walked away with what many had as a top pass rusher and wideout of the draft. Their team is coming around very nicely, and I'm I'm excited to see how this team develops. With an offensive core of DJ Chark, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, and Jamal Williams. It'll be hard not for, <laughs> it'll be hard to have golf not produce. Let's get on to these losers. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers have some stuff to talk about. If I'm the Green Bay Packers GM, I'm not walking out of day two without George Pickens. The Packers haven't drafted a first round offensive player since 2011 and have made some pretty egregious moves in this process. Jordan Love. <clears throat> Sorry about that. <laughs> They're banking on the development of Alan Lazard at this point. And even Rodgers, he's a bad man. But I don't like those odds. They'll likely have to go back to being run heavy and rely on their extremely talented duo in A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Because Randall Cobb will likely go into their season as the most accomplished wideout. Maybe the GM thinks they're in 2014 and everything will be okay. But they have a clear need at wideout that needs to be addressed. The Baltimore Ravens just made a huge mistake. Now, Rashad Bateman can very well go in the winner category. But for right now, the entirety of Baltimore Ravens just took a huge step back. They and the losers. Rashad Bateman, you're you a winner right now. Your, your price just shot through the roof. But the Ravens as a whole just suffered. This, they will likely take a receiver later in the draft. Not sure when. Probably a third if I had to guess. But I doubt whoever they take will be as talented as Hollywood. I was high on the Ravens offense before this as a whole. But now their run game will likely have to be supporting the team. I'm more upgraded on their run game in Rashad Bateman than anything. But playmakers like Hollywood don't grow on trees and his presence on the field will be missed greatly. And it will be felt for sure. I do want to say, though, that I love their actual picks that they made in the first round with Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Lindenbaum. And I think those are two home run picks. And they could have easily been in the winner category had they not traded Hollywood. I think that's just too big of a hit to their team. Malik Willis has spent the past couple of months getting hyped up by the national media as the best quarterback in his draft and a likely top 15 pick. Watching the tape, me personally, I didn't see a first-round QB. But crazier things have happened in the draft, so I didn't know what to expect. Now, (laughs) I mean, his stock took a harder drop than Dogecoin, but going to the right situation where he can sit and learn, I feel like he could still have a bright future, and this is likely the best-case scenario for him 
to where he doesn't have to come in as a rookie and hold up a poverty franchise that was already bad because he has some stuff to work on. But if he sits as a rookie a year or two, I think he could be really nice. Mitchell Trubisky will have some competition going into camp. His return to the league may be stopped. To the league is in starting in the league because he was already in the league. He just was a backup. But <laughs> it may have been stopped by Kenny Pickett who was my highest-rated quarterback in the draft and the most NFL-ready. Say what you want about his small hands, but the guy balled. His ceiling is, it bothers me a bit, but you can't ignore what he's done in his final season in college. He went out and balled. Like, he, he literally had the Joe Burrow-esque career arc, and people are just ignoring it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think he was that great of a QB. But he was very obviously the best quarterback in his draft to me. The former MVP will have his hands full battling this man as a rookie unless he's made some significant strides. And, I mean, personally, I don't think Mitchell Trubisky is going to start out the season. He may start out the season, but I think eventually he'll get beat out. That's all we have for today. This episode is coming to an end. I'm ready for round two. Day two of the draft, or round two and three, day two of the draft. I'm really excited to see where the rest of these guys go. The Packers need to draft. If the Packers draft George Pickens, I will be a lot higher on Aaron Rodgers than I am right now. But I really think he'll have a down year this season. I'm, I'm sorry for still talking about Aaron Rodgers. That's just the thing that blew my mind the most. How do you have two first round draft picks and you don't take a receiver once? Not once. I mean, you, you have to be going for George Pickens, no? Maybe they just have the utmost face in Alan Lazard. I know they've done this previously in their careers or in their tenure with Aaron Rodgers where they'll just, like, not draft a wide receiver and then just tough it out with whoever they have on roster. Maybe Alan Lazard's the next guy to step up. Who who knows? He He's nice. I'm not, I'm not going to say he's trash, but he's nice. But I don't know if he's ready to take the next step as the one of a team. But we'll see. We'll see. The Ravens definitely need to get a wide receiver as well. They're bugging. But <laughs> that, that's really all we have for today. I'll see you guys on the next episode. I'll probably be doing some draft grades for the first two days. Class dismissed. All right, kid, here's the deal. At any given time, there are around 1,500 aliens on the planet. Most of them right here in Manhattan. And most of them are decent enough. They're just trying to make a living. Cab drivers. Uh, not as many as you'd think. Humans, for the most part, don't have a clue. They don't want one or need one either. They're happy. They think they have a good bead on things. Well, why, why the big secret? People are smart. They can handle it. The person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that people were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow.